0: Morning. Red ten standing by. Red nine standing by. Red three standing by. Red six standing by. Good night. Standing by.
1: You're listening to the Ion Cannon podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment
0: reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He
1: laser us.
0: Welcome to the Ion Cannon podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts Tom and William. Today we're here to talk about Bad Batch episode 3 titled, um, uh, sorry, I, William, can we replace the the intro now that I've messed up and made an obvious and terrible pun about this episode titled The Replacements?
1: I thought you were saying one of us got replaced. That's what I was going to say.
0: Oh, Tom, that happened last week. Why? I, actually, why are you here? Oh, man. Oh, you're here to do, sorry, uh, never mind. Tom, you're, would you like to tell us about the announcements? That's why you're here, right?
1: Well, yeah, I guess we're here for that one. Um, First of the announcements we have is Celebration has been moved. Now, because of what's been going on for the past year plus, uh, it was moved to August 18th to the 21st of 2022. But because things appear to be getting better, they've decided to move it up a couple months now. So mark on your calendars, May 26th to the 29th, 2022 in Anaheim, California. It will be Star Wars Celebration 2022.
2: Yeah, that'll be nice too. I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's cool they're moving things up. The world seems to be improving, which is great. Uh, yep. I'm just ex- excited to see all of you at Star Wars Celebration, and yeah. you know, right around the uh, the the anniversary of the first Star Wars film. Of course, New Hope came out May twenty fifth, just the day before. So, great timing all around. I think. Mm-hmm. I've always liked to start with the May celebrations. It'll be a little less hot, which will be good. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good time. It'll be a very good time.
1: What will be interesting about that is the um, the Galaxy's Edge night that everybody signed up for back in 2020 uh, for, for 2020. Um, how that's going to play out. We have not heard any news about that, but I'm pretty sure there's got to be something closer to celebration on, you know, if you still have your tickets for that, if they're more than likely they're going to honor them, but what night it's going to be. You know, will they shut the park down? All that other kind of yeah. good stuff, but I'm sure that that's we've got time.
2: I expect they will, just because like they haven't, they never refunded those tickets. They said folks can, that they true. can carry them forward, so th- it will be happening. Uh, TBD yeah. on on when, but yeah, all good stuff.
1: And then we have Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil that releases November 16th at the end of this year, and it will be the end of the Ascendancy trilogy for Thrawn. So far, the past two books have been very good. <laughs> Look for our review coming very soon because we've all read it. And I think the problem is we are trying to digest it and make sure that we give you the best review we can because man, that book was so good.
2: It's really good. We're excited to review it. Um, in other exciting news, uh, this is a bit a bit older, but we've been, when uh, some of our reviews were recorded in advance. Uh, some of the news so we're just kind of catching up now. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is now underway with filming. Super exciting to see, uh, core stars, Ewan McGregor, uh, back as Obi-Wan with Hayden Christensen. They announced a whole bunch of other people in the cast too, which is really exciting about it, 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 We've even got, um, you know, uncle Owen and Aunt Beru returning, uh, and, and a whole bunch of the, the cast is, is pretty impressive. So, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll probably see more about that, 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 Show in the next year or two. Hopefully, my guess is probably next fall it comes out, but you know, TBD on that. Uh, to keep us entertained next year, though, we're also getting the, the the debut of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. This is the hotel at Disney World that we've been hearing about for some time. They announced some more details. It officially opens next year, and it is going to be a kind of a high end a uh, ship uh in, in the star wars galaxy more like you know along the lines of like what Dryden Voss might have right and it, it's as rumored will encourage active participants with full cosplay which is amazing so you could really be as immersed as uh, as possible you know you can you can help the resistance or betray them you'll get an itinerary of planets to visit you get to wield a lightsaber they actually showed off a, a realistic looking lightsaber which looks incredible. Um, there's like big dining rooms with all sorts of fancy stuff Uh, It just the ship's gonna look like it's really moving I'm excited I don't don't know about you guys but this looks very cool
1: absolutely I'm excited because that will now make my 10th lightsaber when I buy that realistic one when they finally get that sold to the general public
2: yeah, I yeah, I know you've you have quite the lightsaber collection, Tom. And yeah, it's... I've I've
1: been I've I've been busy during this whole thing. I've had nothing <laughs> else to do and I've built like I've I've hand built like now six of them.
2: That's yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. But yeah, I, I think this is gonna be a really cool uh a really cool experience. I am so excited to be able to to try it. I'm sure it's going to be very exclusive and hard to get into for, for quite some time, just given the number of rooms, uh, they're, they're estimated to have, but it should be a really, really good time. So super excited about that. Uh, and for those of you who want more of an extended, uh, stay in the, in, in the Disney, and star Wars, uh, galaxies, uh, the, the, New Disney cruise ship, the Disney Wish, will have a hyperspace lounge, uh, also kind of styled high end, kind of like Dryden Voss's ship. Um, so that one should be cool too. Uh, will they? They just announced that, uh, and so if, there's yet another reason if you want to go on go on a cruise and experience Star Wars, that's the only place you'll be able to do that. Should be awesome. Uh, with that, let's let's dive into our episode. Tom, what are what are we discussing today?
1: Well, today we're going to be discussing Bad Batch Season One, Episode Three, titled "The Replacements," directed by Met Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Matt Mcnabitz. In this episode, the Bad Batch gets stuck on a desolate planet. Actually, I think are they still considered the Bad Batch, or are they just considered Batch because Crosshair is not part of it? No, they're the Bad. They're the bad okay. Batch. I okay, think. they're the Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're stuck on a desolate moon, and they have to figure out a way to get off.
2: Yep, and you know, I thought this was an interesting episode um, because they they really split it into two distinct storylines, and they don't really cross over at all uh, in this episode, at least. And you, know, you have mm-hmm. the the quote unquote a plot with the Bad Batch crash landing on the moon and and kind of adjusting and taking care of Omega, and then you have the the B plot of Crosshair and the formation of the Stormtrooper Program, uh, Project War Mantle, and what I thought was interesting is like, well, you know, obviously this show is called The Bad Batch. The description of the episode talks about the that A-plot, right, with them crashing on the moon. Really, mm-hmm. I think the most interesting part of the episode was the whole um, dynamic with Crosshair and the Stormtrooper program. That, to me, was, I thought, the, way more interesting than what was happening on the moon. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's even evidence in the, the title of the episode, Replacements. Um, mm-hmm. your, your guys' yeah. an, initial thoughts?
0: Uh, not even close. Like I could summarize the a plot in the ship crashes, they go outside, there's a dragon, they chase the dragon, they get the part, that end of story. And it was lacking, I thought. But the B plot having this like whole like, again, seeing more insight into how the Republic is becoming the Empire, I thought was Mm -hmm. just super fascinating.
1: Right. Um, I wish they would show more stuff like that. There is one little part of the A-plot that you missed, Stephen, and that's at the end, Omega gets her own room. Done. Yes. Yeah. And and you know what? I liked it. I thought that worked well. But I really think the main drive of this, as we will agree, it's the B-plot. Because in this, I, I find it fascinating, and this is what I love about Star Wars, how they... Really connect the universe by bringing up the project War Mantle that I believe was mentioned in Rogue One. So now we get to actually see what that was. Was it?
2: me I I forgot it was mentioned in Rogue I One.
1: Keep, I keep I I've been reading it, and that's what everybody says. It was Project War Mantle was mentioned in Rogue yeah, One. Okay, it was yeah, I when do they on, yeah. when they were on when they on Scarif. Yeah. yeah, when they were going through. All, and that, that, that's the best thing about Scarif. If you want to talk about. You know something that was just like all throwaway lines. think of everything that Jen Urso went through and and they were listening uh, uh, listening about all those projects. any of those projects could show up anywhere right now within the Star Wars universe because it was just one little throwaway line and now we're gonna get the expansion of it and this right now is one of the coolest ones
2: yeah yeah
0: i I'm really glad we're seeing the continuation of how do we get stormtroopers effectively yes. um and i I'm glad, and I was actually talking with my brother-in-law about this the other day. He was uh, asking me kind of where Tarkin has showed up in the new expanded universe. Um, Tarkin shows up briefly here, but I, I like that we're moving into the show's, I think, own villain in Vice Admiral Rampart, um, who is, we saw briefly in the previous episode as the man uh, encouraging everyone to get chain codes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And here he is now starting to think about how they build the Imperial Army. And he starts with, you know, recruiting elite soldiers, uh, kind of make a, uh, I think he calls it what, elite squad, which is, side note, a terrible name for your squadron of soldiers, but that's a <laughs> right. different issue.
1: Well, there there is there one thing about that, not to interrupt, but I had to stop for a second because I watched it late. My son watched it first and I had to run out to him and I go, please tell me at this point they just didn't introduce the formation of Inferno Squad. And he looked to me, and he goes like, "No, Dad. Like that was." I'm like, "Okay, fine. Thank you." Um, but that was um, for a second there, I thought that's what happened.
2: No, yeah, I I, I love this whole aspect, though. You know, we've 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 all talked about for so long. Oh yeah, of course they they, they replace them with they place the clone troopers with uh with recruits, but one thing I I. I you know, it's always been like kind of a vague, oh, okay, well, clones, recruits are more, uh, maybe they're more accurate or they're more or less accurate, You know, as the case may be. Or maybe they're more, um, you know, it, it, I don't feel like we ever really get like, a good explanation for why they wanted to go from clones to recruits, right? Right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, well, and this episode really tries to explain that, and you actually get to see some of that debate and... Some of where, you know, I think they're maybe claiming it might be better when it's actually the recruits are not better. Um, but for whatever reason, that's their agenda. That's their that's their goal. And they kind of push forward with it anyway.
0: Every, everything in the Empire is about costs. It's all yep. about yep. the money. Yep. And look, clones are expensive. Why yep. would I take clone when I can go hire, you know, Joe Schmo from, you know, whatever backworld planet who swears he loves the Empire? And yeah, mission accomplished. Right.
1: Right. Right. And and the thing that I really loved that was kind of uh, nailed home is like you've got Lama Sue sitting there telling Tarkin, it's like, Look, you know, we've got these clone troopers, we 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 breed them, but from day one, they are bred to be soldiers. And technically, in a way, she's like looking at him going, So you're telling me that you're gonna be pulling somebody off a street and get the same kind of training out of them that you're getting here from these clones. And this is the dynamic of the show that I'm really looking forward to is Lama Su and also uh, the, the the head Kamino and what's off my head, sorry, I, I, I spaced out. The 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 battle you can see that's going to be developing between the Empire and the Kaminoans because the Kaminoans, if the Empire goes their direction of getting basically Joshima off the street, they're going to start losing the money to create these clones. So are they going to slowly start Turning on the empire at some point, because it sounds like right now they're just buying time to see what's going to happen. And toward the end of the episode, there's something floated out to where they may have like something where it's like, "Well, we're going to try and push this and see if we can make it better than what they're trying to do over here with the you know guy off the street."
0: Let me let me take it even a step further in terms of Go forecasting, because I think it's more than I think the communists right now are concerned about. Hey, there's a major source of money we're about to lose. Yep. Um, I feel decently confident in saying I think we're going to end a lot of this season with uh, not just or at least some point during the season, not just the Camino losing the contract, but the Empire saying, "Great, we no longer need the clones, and we need to make sure that they like can no longer threaten us again. We don't want to be the Republic mm-hmm. and find you know, or the separate mm. the separatists and suddenly find." ourselves on the end of a massive clone army. Um, and I I suspect we have an episode coming in the future where the Bad Batch come back to Kamino to defend their home.
2: I, I, I think you could it. be right. Because we even get the seeds of that in this episode where, you know, Nala say, and Lamasu are, are... They're talking about, you know, how they need to reinforce why the clones are so good and that they right. need... Uh, there's some sort of... Uh, how, like, the Jango... Um, the Django Fett template is degrading and they need another direct source uh and they're there's they're clearly setting up a conflict here between the Kaminoans and the Empire and you know not just because Tarkin and, and Vice Admiral rampart dislike the clones I think there's a there's there's you know the, the Kaminoans are like fighting for their whole business model at this point
0: mm-hmm
1: and, that's, and I see, Stephen, where you're coming from, because I can see at some point Tarkin is going to turn on the uh, Komode. Uh, you know what I'm thinking. They're going to turn on the clones, and I could see at some point they could even try a full-on invasion of it just to try and wipe them out. Yeah. I mean, and there, there's no there's no Death Star that we know of at this point that will wipe out the quote-unquote planet, but you could almost see it coming to the point to where... who Who's to say that, let's say, there's another... I, I'm being crazy here. There's another order of the clones here, and they turn on basically, you know, not themselves, but turn on the commune, You know what I'm saying? And basically destroy the cloning facilities themselves. Yeah, I mean, you don't know.
2: There's a lot of potential here, and I find it the most interesting. Of, of like, don't get me wrong. I, I like the, I like the Bad Batch. I like their story right now. I yeah. think in this particular episode, it was. The, the dynamic with crosshair was so much better and then and, and the formation of the of, of the Empire really mm-hmm. and I
0: uh, I just love that we're seeing what is effectively the 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 transition period that we all expect great mm-hmm, right. we're bringing in regular troops but why would we not use the clones as our like a, our pro uh training like it just it just makes sense yeah. you know
2: yeah and, and and also just even the the way that the the recruits, you know they're they're established as being the the most elite soldiers from around the galaxy right they might be part of local militias or whatever but they were they're the most elite ones they could find and their crosshair is put in charge of training them but uh the these soldiers know that they, they clearly look down on crosshair right they yeah. they see crosshair as not just as a defective clone but as just inferior in general uh as evidenced by ES 01 he I don't think he's ever named um but he, uh, he basically starts taunting Crosshair and saying, oh, yeah, you're in charge, but only for now. Like, as soon as you train us, we'll kind of like, you know, the the rule of two in, in many mm-hmm. ways. Like, well, we'll you, you won't it, be in charge for long.
0: All right. The other thing I'm curious about is, did you guys pick up on, like, when we first see Crosshair in this episode, he's in, uh, it looks like an MRI machine almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um it's pretty strongly implied that they are experimenting on and changing him further in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very curious to see what, uh, what is going on with crosshair. I
1: I think it was more of a reinforcement of the chip in his head to make sure that it's still programmed to serve the empire because you've already had four um, go off the rails. And well, actually I'm going to say three because I still look at Echo. His chip was basically fried once he became part of a machine. Right, right. So I look at it as, you know, tech and Wrecker and Hunter. Um, Theirs just ended up being because of who they are. They were definitely different. And, you know, who's to say that maybe I'm just going to say this. Maybe it's latent. I'm not. I doubt that's the case. But maybe the, the Caminoans, and maybe the Empire think it could be latent. That's why they are trying to keep pushing Crosshair and, and reinforcing that in him. Which I think to a certain extent when you get to the episode, I can't tell if that was some doubt in what happened with Crosshair. I can't tell if because they go uh, back to the original quarters of you know the Bad Batch that it's like he misses the other ones. Um it's going to be a very interesting story with Crosshair going forward.
2: It sure looked like he was having doubts, or or at least yes. some sort of. He was remembering his old squad and seemed, he seemed a little sad. You know. Yeah. Now, now yeah. maybe it's oh, I wish they, I wish he hadn't made that. They hadn't made that choice. You know, and maybe he. That was
0: how I read it. Yeah. It's, okay. I wish they. I wish my my best friends had were hadn't turned out to be traitors. Yeah.
2: And that right. might be I mean, it too yeah. we've
0: all been there right <laughs> yeah
2: uh, uh, no and, and we see that in reverse too where the batch they they kind of remember for the for the first time they bring up crosshair in this episode which is which is great because like as much as I enjoyed the previous episode it was a little weird that they never ever mentioned crosshair after he just betrayed them you know I don't uh in in cut and run uh they never really mentioned his name and so I appreciate that they're, they're finally just talking about that and acknowledging, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Crosshair is, we, we miss him, uh, even if right. he made the wrong choice and they were clearly setting up a, um, uh, the potential for him to return willingly.
1: Right. Well, willingly, oh, no, sorry, or, not willingly,
2: like, but, but the potential for them, them to help him and, and get him over his, the, the chip in some way.
1: And that's, And that's kind of what I I think when it comes to this episode, because even tech in the A plot, if you want to consider it, was working on a device to kind of take a look at the chip to see how, I I think this is their working a way to where they can look at the chip that they have in their head, see it's there and basically remove it. And I see this as a stepping point to where that, even though it's not working for them, it's probably a good thing for them to get it out of their heads, period. But I also see it to where as a point to where even Omega said it, that, they are going to try and get him back. So if they're working toward that direction, I'm going to be one of the, I'd like to see them try to get him back, but I really hate to say this. I don't want to, it would be too easy. I'm sorry. It would be too easy. Way too easy.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like Tamara, uh, situation from resistance, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I think, I, I think eventually he will, he will rejoin. I just hope it's at least not until the end of the season, if not in yeah. the future season. We know there's 16 episodes, so you know we'll see. Uh, they have you know another 13 episodes to to try to resolve it. I think then then I think mm. it'll feel a little more earned. Yeah, but, yeah,
1: yeah. the The thing that also surprised me about this is you have well, not surprising, but I just love how they continued the story from the previous episode to where okay, so here you've got Tarkin. Saying, "Well, we're going to send this elite squad to go do something. Let them finish the mission." The Bad Batch didn't, so we're going to send them after. Basically, saw Guerrera and his rebellion, and these four are going to go take care of it.
2: Yeah, and it it gets it gets dark, you know it. it... Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Just,
0: so, um, my nephew was here, um, and to give you context, my nephew is like three. Uh, or 40 somewhere in there. I don't know. Off the top of my head. Okay. Regardless, not, not the point, the purpose of this story. <laughs> um, but, um, my brother-in-law was asking if, you know, he, he might play a game next to me or something while I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And he ended up not coming in and we get to the sequence where, you know, Crosshair and the elite squad take out Guerrero's troops. They not, you know, snipe out the pilot. The ship crashes to the ground. Um, and you know, he goes to look for for Saw and Saw's not there. He asks the first soldier where Saw is. The soldier says, I don't know where he is, and he gets shot for his troubles. Um, and it goes to the next sequence and I where, you know, like I just Crosshair orders the troops to open fire on all of them. I'm like, thank God the four year old is not watching this, because <laughs> my God, yeah, what is happening here?
2: Yeah. And they, they that, did a they did a good job of not showing it. Uh yeah, you know, it's it, you just I mean, see Crosshair's face, but it's very clear what's happening.
0: Oh, this all well, especially when the flamethrower me,
2: comes out. Hello. Yeah.
0: This just reminded me of like we I think we talked about this a long time ago at like landing a point rain and clone where like, oh look, there's limits to what they can show on television. <laughs> right. And like Dave Filoni's gotten really good about uh-huh. figuring out what is and isn't in those limits. Apparently there are no limits for Disney Plus. What yeah. we want to show like Storm well I guess they're going to be stormtroopers eventually like stormtroopers right. like executing innocent civilians. Let's, let's do it right now. Get them in front.
1: Okay. Hang, yes. hang on one second. I, I'm, 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 okay. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, I, it was just,
0: I, that was far darker than I expected them to do. And I kind of appreciate it. I give them points.
1: Thank you. And, and I'm going to back that up because I think the best thing about this and, and please don't. Anybody out there, please don't take it. I think this is the proper place to do it because you know what? This is outside of an actual broadcast standards and practices on a TV network to where they it's, it's not that they went over the line. They didn't go right up to the line. They're about two to three feet away from that line. But I appreciate it because you know what? This is Star Wars. You're at the end of a rebellion. Everybody has seen what's happened in Star Wars for all these years and I appreciate how they did this. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't sugarcoat it, but they also didn't go grotesque with it. They they walked a really fine line to get the point across. And I doubt if it was on a network TV uh, uh, station, they would have been able to go that far.
2: I, I don't. know. I feel like they probably could have gotten it done. Like this. This is what the Clone Wars I... did in the later days of the Clone Wars, and I feel like they probably because they didn't actually show anything. Uh, the, you know, the, well, there was, I mean, there were, there were two moments actually that were kind of surprising. One, when Crosshair just shoots ES-01, his own stormtrooper for, they're still not called stormtroopers yeah. yet, but he yeah. kills the guy for insubordination for refusing to kill the civilians, which I thought was like which, as, as, as bad as ES-01, as, a, as like, as mean as he was to, to, to Crosshair. And, and they did play him off as kind of a, you know, a, a a jerk, there, right? A
1: couple, yeah, there, there's a couple more words I could have said that I really don't want. I want to keep it clean. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, yeah,
2: He was not a nice guy. Let, let's no. apply, right? But at the same time, he refused to kill innocent civilians and was like, this is not why I signed up, right? Right. Um, and that's when Crosshair is like, well, that, that's why they put me in charge because I finished the mission. I'm willing to do what I have to do. And boom, just shoots the guy for for say? not complying. And then everyone else just goes along with it. Right, good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, I just I love right. that they're bringing that they keep bringing that right. back. Right,
1: it's the and it's the programming. Yeah, it's that programming, and that's the thing. To where is it when Stephen you brought up they put him in that MRI machine? Are they really, really making sure that that's going to stick? Yeah, and they bring him in every time, and they really hound that chip. And the question is, is it because? The Kaminoans are being told by Tarkin this has to be done or are the Caminoans basically doing it as an experiment to see how far they can push this clone to show the Empire, hey, you can still use our troops because look at what we're doing with Crosshair.
2: Yeah. Well, and what's so interesting to me is like Crosshair has proven himself at this point to be incredibly loyal. He, he, he will I mean, in his in his mind, his friends betrayed him, but he will basically right. betray his friends. He will kill his. He will execute his the soldiers underneath him for not following even the most extreme orders. He is by far following all, every command. And and the clones we even saw in the previous episodes they were like uh, being much more gruff and um you know like kind of brushing past their fellow clones once the mm-hmm. the switch got flipped. So like they're all very much following orders constantly, right? They executed right. the Jedi. There were only, you know, the Bad Batch really that refused. Uh, and so as much as Rampart is saying, and, and Tarkin are saying about how great recruits are, the clones are actually much more superior as far as following orders. Rampart believes that the, right. cl- that the recruits will be better uh, because they will be true believers and, and want to, you know, they're like, oh, I joined. But there are limits to that and, and, and you know eventually they can they can use fear to get over those limits as we see here or or other tactics uh or just hiring the most you know brutal people with no feeling and emotion but mm. it, th- they're still not as good as the clones so it's no. you know it, it it really does come only down probably to cost that's the only reason and just the fact that they can get more recruits than they can clone so mm. i'm excited to see where where it develops
1: i will to say to Go, go ahead,
0: Stephen. Go ahead. I was gonna say I I do hope we get some more characterization on the rest of uh, Crosshairs Squad. Um, they're I'd say like other than the one guy who is killed, they are woefully underused. I think in this episode, <laughs> yeah. we get some like yeah, yeah, meaningful yeah. glances between them, but I I I hope we see more um, and really build out like the. They're clearly setting up a a bad bad batch if that makes sense
2: hmm. Wait, are they like, uh, are they then called the good batch
0: no because two bads don't make a bright <laughs>
2: just <laughs> oh, the even God. even more bad batch
0: the, yeah there we go so they are the even more bad batch and i I do hope we are going to see more of them um mm-hmm. and get a sense for how they think and feel and uh, like i I want to see them become stormtroopers because I, I think yeah. that'll be make for a really I don't know. Interesting comparison. And this is just like we've said, this is a really cool part of the timeline to get to watch.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I, I think, I think in the episodes going forward, that's going to have to be the case. But I think because of this episode, the only one that they really could have gotten any kind of character ex, uh, exploration about was ES-01 because he did send up a crosshair. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to do that. And then they had to use him as the example of showing the brutality. Yeah. So at this point they use that one character to, to make a point, and, and then going forward, I'm pretty sure we're going to get another, let's say, ES-06 that's going to take over for 01, because I'm pretty sure they're going to stay in numerical order. Um, but I'm sure that we will start getting some character development out of this new squad.
2: I, I hope so. I mean, we, we we did get a little more background behind, in, into ES-01 and how, like, you know... Again, how he feels the Empire is so much better just because they they feed him and give him a roof over his head and a job, whereas the Republic didn't ever do that for him. Right. So you know, get seeing how the Empire is like trying to recruit people, trying to mess with them. So we get a bit of yes, one, but again, I I, I I agree. I, I hope they develop the rest of the squad. Yeah. Um, just to really finish up though, I guess the one point I I started to make earlier and we got distra- I got distracted talking about um uh. Es one was when they when they do kill him like you, that you kind of briefly that's probably the closest one you see like because crosshair just shoots him and I think they do a special cut briefly so you just kind of barely see it um, but the other one when they when the when the rest of the elite squad kill the civilians all you see is crosshair's helmet and so I think they were able mm-hmm. to kind of get around a lot of the restrictions there because Disney Plus even though it doesn't have the to deal with broadcasting practices they still sh- try to aim for a, a um, a family friendly audience. One thing I wish they would have done. What small thing is just seeing the blaster fire over the, in, in like the uh, kind of being bathed across the helmet. Almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been really cool. It just seemed a little, a little static, but that's okay.
1: Uh, that, that would have been yeah. just way too brutal for my taste, man. I wouldn't <laughs> have been done kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I did want to, I didn't want to kind of circle back to the previous episode when it comes to the, uh, clone troopers. Did you notice in the food fight scene? And you can now tell that they're getting away from uh, what we knew of the clones. There was no individuality in the clone troopers at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They we didn't, we didn't talk all, about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm circling it back because it brings up the whole thing about the empire assigning numbers. And then it also would, it came it came to this now elite troopers. They're assigning numbers mm-hmm. to where, you saw in the previous episode, even the clone troopers are starting to lose their individuality, and now when it comes to the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers are going to start losing their individuality because we know that when it comes to tie fighter pilots and clone troopers and stormtroopers, they all have tk, they all have numbers. Yeah. So that, that's the best thing about the empire is they 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 basically take away your individuality, and and you're seeing it from the clones to now. It just carries on. Even
2: AZI three, like he's basically been reprogrammed to be darker and kind of always comply yeah. with crosshair. It's kind of sad to see. Um but yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about that last week. But yeah, it's the clone when the clone wars began, everyone all the clones were had very much uniform armor, and we saw throughout the the series they, they wore uh more unique armor and they were able to personalize it more and had all sorts of colors and haircuts and that sort of thing. And all of that has been immediately wiped out after order 66 and they're back to the pristine white armor. Uh, it'll, it'll just probably just be a matter of time until the armor, we see the armor change as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. The,
1: yeah. And the, there is, there is one thing my, my son did bring up when it came to the new stormtroopers. Um, he was kind of bummed that they were wearing actual clone trooper armor. There wasn't anything really different about them instead of color. Um, to a certain extent, I kind of agree, but then again, we're in a transitional period, so it kind of didn't bother me as much as it bothered him. But then again, you know, I love my Something son. Something that may be worth remembering is
0: uh, these are the supposed to be the elite troopers, and I wonder if they don't become stormtroopers, but the death troopers, which do have the black good, armor. Good, mm. good point. Very
1: good point.
2: Yep. Yeah I, yeah, I did like the elite squad's armor. They had some cool armor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they
2: did. Yeah. So it's all all interesting stuff. Okay. I I, I want to ask. We we did touch on this briefly. I wanted to dive into it a little bit more before we move on. So the, the 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 Kaminoans they talk about needing a new template. Who do you think? Like, are they are they trying to go for one of the the bad batch of the template, or is it Omega? What what who do who do you, who do you I, think is that template? Because they mentioned the clones. They mentioned the clones required will not return willingly. Who is that?
0: I assume it's the bad batch and or Omega that was the only that was yeah. the only one that made sense to me,
2: but why not use um, crosshair then unless he's yeah. not compatible for some well, reason?
1: You know what? Maybe it's because they realize that they keep messing with his chip he could possibly be they could possibly be doing too much damage to him for the template could be yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't because yep. oh, I was going back and forth, and I couldn't decide because I was like, okay, well, it, the obvious option, is uh, the obvious answer is like the Bad Batch, but then Crosshair's there. Okay, well, if it's not it, Crosshair, who could it be? Omega. It but be then Omega. she said clones, and and so I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, why? I, I don't. I have, I'm very curious because we'll see. Maybe
0: Omega is some um, special in some way. I don't know. I I yeah. agree. It
1: it doesn't well.
0: It's but, not super,
1: It's not clear. Well, to 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 throw monkey wrenches. Who's to say it has to be the Bad Batch? Who's to say that the Kaminoans may not know that let's say Rex survived, or Wolf survived, hmm. or one of the other one of the let's say you know not so much the Bad Batch, but because and even we knew when it got close to the 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 end of the Clone Wars, the 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 troopers at that that time were much younger and younger and younger. Maybe they're looking for like an older clone that's been established, like Rex, oh. like Wolf, like let's say uh, Gregor. Because realize Gregor, when we saw him in in Rebels, was nuts. So uh, hey, I, I'm I'm putting it bluntly, okay. he was nuts. But but that that's that's something to also look at.
2: So here's a, here's a thought I just had. If as you as you were talking. Yeah, maybe it's not the bad batch. What if it's, you know, cuz we know like this is the clone template, right? They need another clone template. And all the clones, even the bad batch are all altered. Everyone has growth acceleration, they've been changed in some way. I wonder if they're referring to Boba Fett.
0: It's possible. And they might try to That's bring possible. Boba Fett
2: back and and maybe there's another unaltered clone out there in the galaxy. I don't know, maybe maybe there's more than just Boba Fett, and that's my, why I said clones.
0: My only doubt just comes from, we've already pulled Boba Fett into The Mandalorian, and I'd be a yeah. little surprised to see him pulled in here as well, but it's possible. But, I mean,
1: they, they, they the, other is, yeah,
0: our, the other side of this is, like we are talking about Dave Bologna, we knew there was a Boba mm-hmm. Fett arc.
2: There's the Book of Boba Fett coming Wars. out.
0: I'm not even talking about that, but, like, we know that there was an unfinished Boba Fett arc in from Clone Wars that he wasn't even included in um, when they redid it recently. Yeah. Or, sorry, the, you know, that that piece of it. Um, I and, I think you may be right. I think we might be talking about Boba Fett here.
1: And the other piece of the puzzle, Finnick Chan, is in this. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so
2: I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking there's a second I also think that the because she said clones maybe there's a second unaltered clone we're not aware of no. just a crazy oh, yeah. hypothesis it's kind of out there yes. but I'm not
1: that yeah no. uh, <laughs> crazy hypothesis <laughs> well you know sadly the only one that, that that may have known could have been AZI3 but sadly he's turned to the dark side
2: yeah Okay, well, switching gears then to the A. so that was the quote unquote B plot. I the, I think the most really the A plot that was the most interesting. But switching gears to the yeah. the other through line, and you know these stories cut back and forth throughout the episode. We have the Bad Batch, and they crash land. Well, so first actually they're running low on on rations, and the the ship is is not in great condition after that firefight on Saleucami. Um and things just aren't going very well for them, and we get some nice a nice moment where, um, I I don't know I was kind of annoyed at Wrecker at, at, at first because <laughs> he basically tries to take a little girl's food. To <laughs> fair, she was very sweet and offered it up, but like he tried to, he almost accepted it until Hunter slapped him around.
1: <laughs> oh, oh come on! Just kidding. You do a pretty um, good. Record not bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, Tom. I'm impressed. Um. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I mean, I was, uh, it was a little bit in jest earlier when I was describing it, but like, it is such a straightforward and kind of boring plot for the Mm A-plot. And,
1: and I, I honestly, Stephen, I agree with you. I don't want to knock it because it it did have its moments because I I think, I think we're seeing number one and she's being very, she's very attracted to Hunter. She even brought up to him, she wants to learn how to, how to track. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've even seen her kind of, when Hunter picked up something, he kind of felt the soil. She kind of did the same thing. Um, so it, it could be a thing to where, again, I may have brought up in the last, in, in our, our previous podcast that she did, you know, she, she may be one to where she is very observant and she starts picking up traits from everybody at this point of the show. She's attached on the Hunter. So it's like, teach me how to track. And, you know, she even sat there and told him, look, I am part of this squad because I think Hunter wanted to keep her on the ship. She's like, no, I'm part of the squad. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, she's got a point. She's got to come with me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. In some ways, it felt like it was retreading a bit of ground from the previous two episodes. Like, I wanted to come. I'm part of the squad, kind of learning how to to to. To kind of be, uh, you know, father figures for her in some ways, because like you know, when like even wrecker, they're about to crash. He's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, and he realizes she's listening, and he kind of realizes oh, maybe I shouldn't be quite so, uh, uh you know, <laughs> I should be a little more optimistic here, and, and switches to, oh, we're gonna be a fine, you know. It was kind of a sweet moment, um, but if it, it's retreading a lot of the same ground around, you know, okay, we're gonna try to. Figure out how to take care of her a, a little bit more. At least, though, she has an opportunity to go out on the on the mission in this case and actually um, kind of learn how to how to succeed and without even having to kill the the moon dragon, the order of moon dragon. So I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. I, I guess this this was a much more straightforward subplot here. It's it's mm. it's very much like, you know, they crash on the on the Ordo Moon and they the course had to replace the capacitor, so they try to replace the capacitor. And in a very Empire Strikes Back like scene, right? You know, you've got the instead of the minox outside the Million Falcon, you have this Ordo Moon Dragon crawling all over the Marauder. And it steals, because it feeds off electricity, it steals the capacitor. And then that kind of leads into the their whole tracking uh, sequence where they have to find the the Ordo Moon Dragon. Um, yeah, it's, it was all here's, fairly straightforward. You know, it, it was it was it was enjoyable, but I, I think no. not the not my favorite part of the episode compared to what's going on with here's, Crosshair.
1: Here's here 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 here's the thing I want to throw out there: Ordo Moon Dragon doesn't Ordo sound a little familiar? Do you think that was intentional? Karen and Travis, one of the original 12. Defective I totally forgot about
2: that. I completely forgot. My goodness, you're oh, right. Hi,
1: guys. Okay, guys, remember? Handle Cal Scarada. Read those books many times. Ordo was one of them. I, I'm trying to remember if he was the it. main one that stayed with Cal because you had Darman, you had Sev. Shoot, I forgot the rest. My computer is actually named Darman. That's why I, I know this. And I know one of them's Ordo. So I don't know if it's a poll, but kind of cool. I could see it, is I think what I would say. Cool. Yeah,
2: it, may, it might oh, be I a got- subtle reference. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would hope. I would hope. So it, are, are we good with all this? Uh, is there anything more we need to, to bring up? Other than the gonk droid now gets a name gonky. Oh, wait, wait, I I do have one thing though about this. Um, At the end of the episode, Omega gets her own room. The only thing about that, that was kind of a little, a a little bit, I don't know if it was intentional or I read it the wrong way, but when she's in her room, it reminded me of a shot from star Wars rebels in which Ezra was in the gun turret of the ghost. And it was almost like it was the exact same shot where he was like looking out at the stars.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Excellent. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was me. I don't know. If it's because I've watched too much Star Wars for as long as I've been alive. And I remember this kind of stuff, which is pretty sad when it comes to my job. Cause I remember stuff like you wouldn't believe, but bizarre things. But I just, I saw that and I'm like, eh, it's a good show.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, The one thing I'm curious to get your guys' opinion. So, uh, obviously, Omega goes after the dragon to get the capacitor. Um, She goes into its, (coughs) excuse me, like its cave, effectively, um, in order to find it. She finds it, and there's a a sequence where she is, like, turning her flashlight on and off with it. Yeah. I could not understand what they were trying to say about that sequence. And I don't know if that was just me, or like, what was it? I my initial impression was like, oh, it's afraid of the light. That was mine. But then it, then it no. like eats the light and seems to take the energy from it. So maybe it was just hungry. I did I, you guys understand I, what that was?
1: I think it was her playing with it, like you know, here, boy, here, boy. I got some energy for you. I got some energy for you. Here, 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 here. And then when she threw it. As you saw it, when it basically got to the batteries and sucked in the energy, she was able to leave with the capacitor. Here's my thing, though. If the beast drained the energy from the capacitor, does it still work?
0: Yeah, I just I <laughs> I, I don't want to say it was like I've got to frame this. Maybe it was me. It was, it's totally possible. I was just that not smart one and couldn't figure out what they were trying to say. I did not understand that sequence. I,
2: I, okay, so I'll be. I'm with you, Steven. I thought it was a bit. If it was unclear, I guess. Like it was. Yeah. Um. I I too thought she, maybe she was just trying to use the she, like the Ordo Moon Dragon was like afraid of the light. And she was realizing it was afraid of the light, and maybe that's true, right? Maybe it's afraid of the light, and then she kind of looks at the capacitor and realizes, oh my gosh, I have a I have a battery of electricity in my hand. I can throw it over to the to the moon dragon or ordo moon dragon kind of do a swap um so you know maybe that's it but there was a really weird moment you know she was just like turning it on and off part of me wonders if maybe she was using the force to connect with the Ordo moon dragon and like comet in some way
1: Ooh. Um,
2: but again it, the, the fact that she was turning on and off the flashlight repeatedly It's a little confusing, but maybe I almost got the sense that like maybe she was connecting with the the Ordo moon dragon almost in a a Anakin or a a, or a Jason Solo style of of way.
1: Mm. Got it.
2: I could be I could be completely off base here, but. Just a just a hypothesis there.
1: I guess we'll never know. They got off the planet.
2: Well, I mean, they, they might explain it later. I don't know. They, they, yeah. they, something felt slightly off there and I can't really, I couldn't place it yep. like you, Steven. Okay. As
0: long as it's not just
2: me. Nope. It's definitely not just you, Steven.
0: All right. That makes me feel significantly better, honestly.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, you I'll didn't. Miss.
2: I, well, if it is just you, maybe it's just the two of us, but. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, are we
1: good for our ratings?
2: Yeah, let's let's dive into the ratings.
1: Okay. Let's... So, who wants to go first?
2: Tom? Oh, man, <laughs> okay. You were asking Yeah, them. I
1: know. I I know. I asked for it. I set it up because I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it a 7. I I I would honestly love to give it a flat out 10 because of the B story. And I, I really, I love both stories as it was, as it were, I'm not knocking the a story with, with Omega and, and the rest of the group. I think it was a good story. Solid story. It's showing growth. Um, at least from Omega standpoint and Hunter standpoint, it's, it's, it's working. The most intriguing story was the B plot with crosshair. And I think we said enough about that. So you know what, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm going to give it another half-womp, brat. I just, it was so good. And it's going to be intriguing to see going forward this transition from the Republic to the Empire and how all this is going to play out. And again, it's going to be intriguing to see how the Bad Batch is going to fit in within this transition from the Republic to the Empire and what Omega's role is within this. So... 7.5 Womp Rats. Um, here's the deal, Stephen, when it came to my 7.5 Womp Rats. I think the thing that was missing when you had Omega sitting there trying to play with the Ordo Dragon, um, it was actually the 7.5 Womp Rats that were actually running around the dragon, confusing him. And that's why her flashlight was flashing back and forth, because she made it look like it was strobing. And it was confusing him. And when she threw the flashlight, she basically tried to hit one of the Womp Rats. That's why you know, she wanted to miss them. And that's why it ended up being a half womp rat because it was originally eight. It hit one of the rat bats and cut it in half. And when he went to go chomp, he was actually not only chomping on the flashlight but the womp rats, and that was able to let her escape. So wow. seven well, point five one, yeah. Next,
2: I'll I'll go next. Tom, you you pretty much summarized um, my thoughts. The uh, the the episode was. Uh, it, I, I love the, the 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 whole thing with Crosshair. We've talked about that to death. The the dynamic with the the re- new recruits, the elite squad. What's going on with Tarkin and Vice uh, Admiral Rampart and Lamasu and everyone? It's just it's really 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 interesting. Um, more so, I, as much as I love the Bad Batch, they're, you know, the main characters in the Bad Batch, much more so than even them. the 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 storyline with them was a little. It was fine, you know. I, I, it was nice to see more of Omega. I do like Omega as a character a lot. Uh, it's nice to see them all grow, um, but I just it wasn't didn't kind of didn't really propel things as as forward as much. So I would rate that the B plot in some in some ways much more highly than the A plot, uh, like you, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I thought it was a, it was an enjoyable episode overall. Um, the, the editing in the episode felt just a hair on the fast side, you know, leading to some abrupt cuts and even some very quick musical fade outs. that seemed very noticeable, which is unfortunate given that this is on Disney plus, you would hope that they would have more freedom to just let the episode breathe a bit more. Uh, but there's some very quick cuts, especially even like the music at the end and, and, and everything. So, uh, but overall I thought it was, it was well done and, uh, yeah, I think uh I'm going to give it 7 womp rats out of 10 and my 7 womp rats the, the second training mission for the elite squad was to go in and, and uh, eliminate all 7 womp rats on uh Tatooine. So uh with crosshair though in the lead and after what happened to ES1, they uh the, the rest just complied. Mm. poor womp rats. Bummer. Fair enough.
0: I guess that leaves me, doesn't it?
1: Yep. That it does. Go ahead.
0: So, I I struggle with this one a little bit. If I graded the B plot with Crosshair, I'd give it like an eight. Yep. uh And it, yep. on based on the Bad Batch part of the episode, I almost give it like almost like a five. I think. So I I guess I'll split the difference, and I. I'm just going to give it, uh, I'm going back and forth a little bit. I think I'm gonna give it six and a half Womp Rats out of 10. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the Ordo Moon Dragon is actually just Womp Rats that have kind of evolved and grown larger over time. Um, they get very power hungry, mm. uh, which is a little, it's a little bit weak, but I, I, you know, the more, you know, this is now the National Geographic channel. You get to learn about Womp Rats and you know, what happened to them in various environments.
1: fascinating
0: yeah the things you learn what can I say
2: (laughs) well this was uh this was fun as always um that's all we have for this episode we'll be back next week with our review of the Bad Batch season one episode four it's currently untitled so we will be surprised when it drops on Friday thank you all for listening and uh we'll be back in just a few days with our review of the fourth episode of the Batch.
1: Thank you for listening to the ion cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, ion cannon has covered every corner of the saga from the films and animated series like the clone wars and rebels to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.